All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Remind me, I took a video of Uno running to his bowl uh, again. This dog is, all you have to say to him is, time to eat. Want your dinner? And he runs to his bowl now. It's a, he's a completely different dog. He would never eat. We'd have to honestly hand feed him. I remember that, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And if you moved while he was eating, it was over. It was over. He'd stop, and then he'd look at you, and then he'd walk away. And you'd be like, oh, crap. So you had to stand like you were a statue. Not the case anymore with Rough Greens, which is not a dog food. It's a supplement you put on the dog's food. It's jam-packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, omega oils, and probiotics. So it's everything that's good for them. And I don't know why, because it's green and it looks nasty. Uh, they love it. The dogs just love it, and they wolf it down. Get the uh, Rough Greens Jump Start Bag today, and then start your journey. In six months, you won't recognize your dog. Really. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. That's RoughGreens.com slash Beck. Go there now. America, we're going to clarify a few things. The world will begin to make sense to you, and you will understand why these these little things that just don't seem to fit with socialism. For instance, why are these companies working towards socialism when they're the ones that are going to be hurt by a socialist society? You'll have real clarity on this as we begin our conversation on the new system of government, something that was called System X, and one I believe we're already in. We'll take you to Davos and the World Economic Forum and what they said yesterday in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So Valentine's Day is right around the corner, just a couple weeks now. Chamonix has a question for all the ladies out there. What better gift would uh, could you uh, treat yourself to than the most luxurious skincare in the world? And guys, you obviously have absolutely no idea what to get anyone for Valentine's Day. So get Chamonix because they're going to like it. Here's your chance to give your special lady the spa quality pampering she deserves in the comfort of her own home. During Chamonix's Valentine's Day event, your order of GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness will include the new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum for free, totally free. Zotique combines the purest vitamin C with the brightening benefits of lactic acid for a younger, healthier, and happier-looking appearance. You can say goodbye to adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts, and you can say hello to increased firmness, smoothness, and visibly a younger-looking you. With its immediate effects, you are going to see results in 12 hours or less. Guaranteed. No risk here. It's all guaranteed. 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. From now until Valentine's Day, you can get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and the luxurious 
GenuCell anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Order now, 800-577-8709 or go to GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. In the news today, executives from Jeff Bezos to uh, Bill Ford, who's running the Ford Motor Company right now, uh, and uh, also Mark Benioff. He is from, he's the CEO of Salesforce.com. Yesterday, they all sent a message to Joe Biden, and that is, you've got to fight climate change and you've got to fight it right now mark beninoff said uh, as we recover from covid19 and rebuild the global economy we must also act on climate change in fact these are not separate missions they're one in the same now as somebody who would run a global company i would wonder why some of these corporations that are, let's say, making shoes or clothing over in China would want a heavier tax on, let's just say, oil because they put all of their products onto a giant ship and ship it over from China. So it seems to me as though that would hurt their bottom line. Okay, so the explanation is, Oh, well, they're just, they care. Uh-huh. Really? And the left buys that these global corporations, these gigantic corporations that they've always hated, always told us we're, we were living in a corporate world, all of a sudden, those same corporations, they suddenly care why would these corporations push to have the government tell them who they can have on the board? I don't know anybody that wants that, that, that opens up their door and says, oh, my gosh, I want the government to regulate me more. Can the government tell me how to uh, uh, run my company? Because I know the government is so good at running the government that they've got to be good running something they have no idea about. Right. They're geniuses. Let's bring them in. Can you guys tell me exactly what the balance should be? Uh, men, women, minorities. How many white men should work here? Should we fire some of them? Why would a corporation do that? Well, let me just... The guy who wrote, as we recover from COVID-19, rebuild the global economy, rebuild the global economy, we must also act on climate change. They're not separate missions. In fact, they're one and the same. That guy who wrote that yesterday, who wrote that from Davos, specifically wrote that while he was participating in the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, he wrote that at the same time, this guy who is worth $8.8 billion, personally, his net worth is $8.8 billion, built 
on capitalism. He said this yesterday. Listen. With climate change... No, no, no. no, no, no. Sorry. Please play the uh, Davos uh, cut. 12 seconds. With climate change set to dwarf the damage no, caused by the pandemic, the message from 2020 Sorry, should be sheet, abundantly please. clear. No, stop, please. It's on my cut sheet. Do you have it, uh, Steve? Stephen? Session that we have had with maximizing profits for shareholders alone has led to incredible inequality and a planetary emergency. Play it again, please. With climate change set to dwarf Stop. the damage. <laughs> you know, we could just <laughs> holy cow maybe we is the government already involved in our show i think that's I what's think happening that lady here. with the english accent is the one running let me this just place. let me just say what uh, in the 12 second clip not the clip that i asked you for the long version um in the 12 second clip is that the clip with the woman Play it, please. 12 seconds. With climate change set to dwarf the damage caused by the pandemic, the message from 2020 should be abundantly clear. Capitalism, as we know it, is dead. This obsession that we have had with maximizing profits for shareholders alone has led to incredible inequality and a planetary emergency. Okay. First of all, I apologize to the staff. It's my fault. I thought it was just him saying that part in this uh, clip. Did you hear what he said? Capitalism is dead. Mm. Capitalism is dead. So now how can a capitalist worth $8.8 billion, who's running a global corporation, who's joining with very successful capitalists, how can he possibly say capitalism is dead? Well, because there's a new goal, and I want you to hear carefully. This is what was played yesterday at Davos, at the World Economic Forum's conference on the Great Reset. And I want you to listen to how they have changed the message. A year ago, before we started talking about it and and others like us started talking about it, the Great Reset was very, very clear Capitalism is dead, a new kind of capitalism, the Chinese version of capitalism, which is an oligarchy. That's all it is. Giant people at the very top of the ladder with billions of dollars actually have a partnership with the government. And you know this is happening now. You can see it with Google and Facebook and all the others. They are partnering with the government to take care of some responsibilities. We have a responsibility to make sure these voices aren't heard. The same goal as some in the government. In fact, the controlling wing now of the government. And these these policies can happen because it's not the government doing it. It's these private companies that just happen to be partnered with the government. Now, they were very clear. By 2030, you won't own anything. There will be no private property by 2030. That is one of the goals of the Great Reset. But listen carefully to how they are packaging this now today. 
The pandemic has radically changed the world as we know it. And the actions we take today as we work to recover will define our generation. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. 2020 has been challenging on a lot of levels, as economic, environmental and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. Mm, stop. Recovery from the pandemic is an opportunity. Stop. So far, everything I agree with, but then there is that one little line that we can all work together and restructure our lives. I want you to use listen to the word we differently. I want you to listen to the words the people differently. I want you to understand that the people are not in these meetings. Okay. Global billionaires, global uh uh, corporations, global banks, and global leaders are in this, but but not you, not the average person. So it's the elites. When they say we can restructure our lives, it means we can get the people to restructure their lives. Keep listening. On a lot of levels, as economic, environmental, and societal frailties have been laid bare. But it's also proved that when we need to, we can act rapidly and restructure our lives. Recovery from the pandemic is an opportunity. We can see rays of hope in the form of a vaccine, but there is no vaccine for the planet. Nature needs a bailout. You don't want to go back to the status quo that you had before simply because it was the status quo that got us here. With everything falling apart, we can reshape the world in ways we couldn't before. Ways that better address so many of the challenges we face. And that's why so many are calling for a great reset. A great reset? That well, sounds more like buzzword bingo masking some nefarious plan for world domination. Hands up, this kind of slogan hasn't gone down well. But all we really want to say is that we all have an opportunity to build a better world. Sounds great. And it's not surprising that people who've been disenfranchised by a broken system and pushed even further by the pandemic will suspect global leaders of conspiracy. Mm. But the world's not that simple. Every one of us has differing priorities, values, and ideas. Mm -hmm. That's part of why solutions are so hard to come by. Mm -hmm. And why we all need to be involved in the decision-making. Right. Because whether it's politicians, CEOs, academics, activists, or you, we're all about getting people together, even those you may not like, to sit down at the table and develop solutions that work for all of us. But... Any enormous trust between the private sector and the public sector for this to actually work. That trust is hard to come by. Stop. When they're talking about the private sector and the public sector, they are not talking again about you. They are talking about the corporations we need trust between the corporations and the government to come together. And that's very difficult to come by. It's time for people to work together, listen to each other and build this trust uh -huh. so we can move towards a better world. And we really need one. Because while the pandemic affects us all, it's clear it affects some more than others. The first people who are hit are the people at the front, those who are vulnerable. It is those on the front line who take it first. And that is simply unacceptable. See, at the start of 2020, 1% of the world's population owned 44% of the wealth. 
And since the start of the pandemic, billionaires have increased theirs by more than 25%, whilst 150 million people fell back into extreme poverty. And with climate change set to dwarf the damage caused by the pandemic, the message from 2020 should be abundantly clear. Capitalism, as we know it, is dead. This obsession that we have had with maximizing profits for shareholders alone has led to incredible inequality and a planetary emergency. $8.8 billion is net worth. But no one can do this alone. And top-down approaches won't get us anywhere. Because everything we've learned in our work has shown us that diverse voices lead to better results. And it's for these reasons that the forum talks about something called stakeholder capitalism, which would shift businesses away from just profit. Because if we want to change where the focus of our recovery will go, then we need a new dashboard for the new economy. And that needs to encompass people, planet, prosperity and institutions. Giving people a real stake in the economy (laughs) and putting well-being before growth. And that's all about getting the right people in the right place at the right time. We must rebuild our relationship with nature for the survival of the peoples and our planet. We have a window of time which is closing and we need everybody who cares to get together and find solutions now. It's the people who have great ideas and who share them with others. They're the ones who are shaping the future. So if you want to be a part of the change, then tune in, turn on and get involved. Follow the Davos Agenda right here, online, on YouTube. Tune in, turn on, uh, drop out used to be the hippie phrase. Um, It's interesting to me, they talk about the people here. The people have the good ideas. The people are changing the world. So is, and they also say a top down solution uh, doesn't work. So have they involved you? Have they asked you your opinion? Have you been asked to be a part of Davos? I mean, I know the average person is always over in Davos. I mean, this year. Because of COVID, did you make it to Davos? <laughs> They're not talking about people. This is a propaganda campaign to make people feel better. But what are they talking about? They're talking about more global regulation. Will that empower you? Does more regulation empower you to start your own business? To do the things you want to do? Or does it stop that from happening? Remember, Bill Gates, who's all for this, said he couldn't even start in his own garage, Microsoft, today just because of the federal regulation. So does that help Bill Gates? Sure it does. It stops new people from coming up with new ideas in their garage and doing something to oust Bill Gates. We're developed, we have developed, we are an oligarchy today. And I am beginning to believe that Marxism, uh, well, I'll explain. Stick around. Hang on. Give me one minute. Bill Barr, day 26, weight loss regime, dear diary. Well, it took me nearly the entire weekend and most of yesterday, but I finally finished, uh, 
sewing iron uh, weights, you know, into the lining of every piece of clothing that I own. So now when I want to lose some weight before stepping on the scales, all I have to do is just, uh, you know, take off my shirt or something like that. Or, you know, rip out some of the little weights that I have in there. I won't lie. I mean, I, I'm counting this as exercise. It's a little harder to, you know, walk around now. Haven't figured out how to explain the 40 or 50 needle pricks in my fingers to my wife. I'm, I'm beginning to think that maybe just snacking on Built Bars is really the way to go. It'd be a lot easier. Love, Glenn. Uh, Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and it's great. They really do taste like a candy bar, and it's healthy for you. If you're looking for something to snack on and you're trying to lose weight, use a Built Bar. Man, they are so good. I would not endorse them if they tasted like, remember those old Atkins bars? Or any protein bar. I hate them. This is great. And it's a built bar. And right now you can get 20% off your next order. Just go to builtbar.com. Make sure you use the promo code Beck and you'll save 20%. Builtbar.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So see if this sounds familiar at all. Uh, this was written in 1945, right towards the end of the war, uh, by uh, Stuart Chase. And I think Stuart Chase was the guy who coined the term the uh, New Deal. Okay, kind of like who coined the term the Great Reset. But listen to what he says. And Stu, tell me if this sounds familiar. It's clear the war is ending, Okay. It's clear that the fulfillment of the goals set forth in the last section of this book is incompatible with the program of business as usual. If business as usual be defined as a condition where prices are set in the open market, where the hope of profit is the mainspring of new investment, where the government acts only as an umpire for the system of free enter enterprise, well, then you have to go back to 1913 to find even a approximation of that structure. If the world could not retreat to free enterprise after the last war when the victors strongly desired, is there any hope that retreat will be possible after this war? After this 25-year record, there appears to be none. We must have a new system. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? It sounds like you just were reading the script for that last video, basically. Exactly right. Yeah. Now, what did they say we were going to be what were they building for the future wait until you hear and then compare it to davos next this is the glenbeck program so if you're thinking about buying or selling a home or both you could let that cousin of yours uh handle the uh, real estate side of things you know the one who's like the crapper was full you know that guy uh, I mean, he's been trying to, you know, pass the realtor test for years now, and uh, he owns a, a clip-on tie and everything. He's going to be great. Or you could go with a realtor from Real Estate Agents I Trust instead. We work only with the best people who know and can execute the best practices to land you in the best situation possible. So whether you're buying or selling a house or both. These agents are going to come in and assemble the team that you need to guide the process from start to finish. Get rid of all the drama and all the stress that comes with the real estate process. 
Check out Real Estate Agents I Trust. If you're selling a home in one state and and buying one either across the street or in another state across the country, we can help. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. realestateagentsitrust.com. Just uh, let us know where you are. We'll let you know the real estate agent, and then you interview him yourself. I think you'll see the difference. Did you know that we have Instagram accounts? If you would like to follow us, go to at Glenn Beck or at Stu Does America on Instagram. Do it today. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're talking about the Great Reset. And we have to have a reset in our language. Uh, and I... I believe this applies to me uh, maybe as much, if not more uh, than um, than others. And that reset that comes in my language has to be to move from the words uh, socialism. Um, You know, my father said to me when I was young and I said, Dad, can I talk to you about God? He said, sure, under uh, one condition. And I said, yeah. And he said, we stopped. Uh, calling him God for this conversation. And I said, what? He said, the word God, when you say it, everyone, no matter if they're related and grew up in the same house and in the same church, everyone has a slightly different view of God. And so you can never pin it down that you're actually talking about the same thing. Because it carries too much baggage with it. It carries too much folklore. It carries too much everything. So you can't talk about the mechanics of God because doctrine will play a role and just different ways that people see God. Some people believe he's here and there and everywhere, but not in trees. Some people believe, of course, he's in trees, and you're never going to get to that part of it when you're talking about the basics of God. So I said, uh, all right, what do we call him? He said, first cause. Will we agree that God is first cause? The first cause is something we don't really understand. What if it was the Big Bang? What caused the Big Bang? What was the first cause? What lit the match? So conversations, quick conversations with my dad were really frustrating, but that's beside the point. But he was right. We have to stop calling what's happening to us socialism, communism, fascism. Because if I if I can quote this book, um, The Road We Are Traveling, 1914, 1942, uh, this was written in uh, uh, with an FDR contemporary. He said, we have to stop. We have to stop calling th- uh, this new system. Now, this is 1945. This new system that America and the world is on fascism, communism, capitalism, because it's none of those. And those words become meaningless. We have to call it. System X. So that's what they're calling System X. I think what we can call the system that is being built now is an oligarchy where you have the extreme rich and the extreme powerful 
making all the decisions and they benefit from it. And the crumbs come, you know, off the table into your lap and they do everything they can just to keep you happy. For instance, I can tell you right now that Antifa does not like Joe Biden. They pushed for Donald Trump to get out. They they were really being used, I believe, by the Democratic Party last summer. But that doesn't mean that they're for it. And if you, you remember what happened on, was it Monday or Sunday over the weekend, where Antifa was rioting in Portland, they were rioting against Joe Biden because they said he is just part of this corporate uh, oligarchy. They're not, they're being used right now. Our differences are being used. They, we are chasing our tails while they are building a safe house. We are tearing each other apart over race. And they want us to do that. They want us to be at each other's throats because it allows them to provide the solution. And it allows them to build all of the framework of this new peaceful world. And it is it is very much like the world predicted in 1945 by those who worked in the New Deal and the FDR administration. The we're changing according to this free enterprise into X, a strong centralized government. Are we getting that? Yes. Davos wants an even more powerful government, but a global government. It doesn't mean that it's one government run by the U.N., but it is all of our governments coming together under their umbrella. So a strong centralized government and an executive arm growing at the expense of the legislative and judicial arms. Hmm. I think we have that. And what's really interesting about this is, you know, we used to we, we didn't have continuing resolutions. You had to go in as a congressman and you had to fight for all of the spending every single year. You used to have to put together a budget. But what are the people in the House of Representatives saying on both sides of the aisle? There's no reason for me to even be here. I mean, why am I even here? All the decisions are being made by a select few behind closed doors. They deliver the budget. They put it all together. We get about five hours to read through thousands of papers, uh, pages of a continuing resolution. So who's really running it? You could make the case taxation without representation because your representatives in Congress don't Get to read or debate the budget, the way your money is being spent. Then it talks about how we're going to have to pay people. We're going to have to come up with some guaranteed money, some guaranteed welfare, some guaranteed jobs. Does any of that sound familiar? Then they have to control the energy sources and the natural resources. They need control of transportation, control of the labor organizations, a heavy taxation for the rich, 
And I love this one. Not so much a taking over of property or industries in the old socialistic sense. Tomorrow's formula appears to be to control without ownership. So like a public-private partnership. Where the government says, look, you can do this and you can own your own company. And we're going to come down on you like a bag of bricks if you don't have, oh, interest or or help as a stakeholder in your community. So, in other words, you're going to pay more taxes, but because you're a stakeholder, we as the government, we are a stakeholder, not a shareholder, a stakeholder. And so you have a responsibility to do these things. And if you do these things, we're going to get along fine. And you're going to be the best shoemaker or the, the, the best Nike company ever. He then goes on to say, names are thrown around socialism, state capitalism, fascism, but they mean nothing and only lead to confusion then he goes and says you have to hear some of what these these giant corporations are saying now what is being proposed here in this book in 1945 is public private uh partnerships where the businesses are in bed with these giant corporations and i want you to hear and see if these sound familiar philip d reed the chairman of the board for general electric Our political, social, and economic scheme of things after this crisis will resemble neither the decade before or the decade before that. This crisis will advance by several decades the trend away from laissez-faire towards economic planning under government supervision. The crisis he was talking about was World War II. U.S. Steel Corporation, the head of U.S. Steel. Think of this in 1945. U.S. Steel was was it. The head of U.S. Steel. The goal of production now cannot be profit alone. This is the spirit of our age. In fact, I would suggest to you that these corporations are now saying that profit isn't even on their agenda. Stu, share what you got from uh, the banking community. Oh, yeah, this was very important. I hope everyone takes this very as, as to their heart as I did. Uh, Bank of America tweeted today, uh, in a post-pandemic world, what should a corporation's primary focus be? And they give you three choices on the poll. Mental health. <laughs> sustainability or social justice hmm. now i responded hashtag banking because it's a it's a bank i mean it's a bank maybe a maybe, ba- maybe banking should be your freaking focus right but uh, no it's their choices were mental health sustainability or social justice so now how does a bank how does a bank possibly want a corporation that they will be loaning money to want their focus to be on mental health or uh, global climate change 
None of these things pay back loans. Or social justice. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that we have gone for loans as, as a business before early on. And they've said, well, if you guys narrow your scope, but you guys are kind of all over the place. So narrow your scope. Hmm. Now banks are telling corporations that they should focus not on their business, on one of these three things? That is the public-private partnership. The stakeholder. Remember, the stakeholder is the collective you. The stakeholder is the community. And so you as a business have a responsibility. And if you don't play that game, you don't get a seat at the table. We are living in an oligarchy. And you know it to be true because the elites are the ones passing the budgets, not your representative. The elites tell you what is right and wrong. The elites tell you when you can go to church. The elites tell you what uh, is hate speech. The elites tell you what you can buy, where you can bank, soon, if you can bank. That's not a free republic. And we've been fooled to think that we live in a free republic for a while. But we're not. And the, the corporations are about to finalize the deal, and it will be called the Great Reset. We need to find ways to talk about this with our friends. We need to find ways where it doesn't sound conspiratorial because it all makes sense. It makes more sense than any other explanation. These corporations suddenly care the banks suddenly want you to care? The banks should be worried about getting their money back. But the banks know they're safe because they're part of the new system. And they'll get all of their money that they need from the Fed or the Treasury. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. All right, the, one of the most important things we can do is to act locally. Acting globally is not going to get us anywhere. We have to act locally. Um, and we have to start uh, frequenting those businesses that are not part of this. One of those businesses that is easy to choose. I mean, sometimes you just don't have a good choice. And you don't want to switch because I don't want to lose all the benefits. I don't want to lose because it's a better system. Patriot Mobile right now has the, the same great service that you can get elsewhere. They're on the same cell towers. And it's, in fact, I think better human one-to-one customer service. Uh, and they make it easy to switch. You will save a boatload of money. And they are not part of this trend. In fact, they are putting their money where their mouth is. They are actually trying to help reset us back to America, back to, geez, dare I say it, even the Magna Carta. We're so far past the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Maybe we could just get back to the Magna Carta. 
This month, you'll get free activation, premier activation, where they set everything up for you and a special gift with the offer code back. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Go with the people who are on your side and save money. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We'll have more on this uh, in the uh, coming days. I'm trying to be I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it to myself. And so uh, we're going to kind of go through this together several times until I can really this is as this is as complex as progressivism was this system that has been designed. If you don't know anything about it. Uh, it's like progressivism. And I remember at the time, everybody going, why are you talking about Woodrow Wilson all the time? Because that was the key. What this this what's happening right now, the Great Reset is the key to understanding everything that is currently coming our way. Um, and uh, we'll continue to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, we have Rand Paul coming up next. He's going to talk a little bit about the impeachment. Uh, a little about the, some of the arguments that he has had over the weekend with the press. Thank God somebody is still taking them on. And what our future holds. Rand Paul, next. Next.